when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. for the judges and this multi-millionaire mogul now has the best kind of goal. It is Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast, or once again, a Youth Olympics podcast, because we are here to wrap up the 2024 Youth Olympics from Gangwon, South Korea. They just felt like they began and now they're over. And that's usually what happens. But it's been an exciting time watching Olympic sports from people that I'm not meant to be covering legally, but I'm here and I'm allowed to with the help of two other people to help discuss it. And I say two other people because we've found that other co-host that we have that was been gallivanting around the world just dragged him back from another continent just to do this episode i know right like some of us still record when we go to other continents others they <laughs> they go hang out with thistles and mascots from other major sporting events but jared lubick's back jared welcome and thank you for joining us in our youth olympics coverage better late than never that's it um yeah phoned in the last couple of episodes <laughs> as usual um but back with the uh yeah quality commentary the quality commentary exactly and speaking of quality commentary it's a man who happy birthday from jennifer garner it's uh <laughs> colin Hilding. colin three months early but at least jennifer garner remembered <laughs> unlike some of our other co-hosts that we forget their birthdays yeah, and uh, I, I also hope to bring no quality commentary this week. I'm all tapped out after last week. We don't bring quality on this show. That's, you know, like, I mean, we win one award and then we just, that's it. We're done. Um, and congratulations to all the Sports Podcast Award winners announced during the week. We are still undefeated. So um, I have been told that apparently the Olympic category will return next year. So uh, we've got to up our game. We've got 12 months to put some quality back into this show and stop phoning it in on one award. But anyway, the, the Youth Olympics are done and dusted. We've had 13 days of competition. Australia and Canada have won medals. Italy have won medals. New Zealand have won too many medals. I don't like that, but we'll talk about that. Jared, um, your thoughts. Have, how have you enjoyed the, the last 13 or so days of Youth Olympic action? I thought it's been great. I haven't caught too much. Um, obviously, clashing with travel and the Australian Open, not the ideal time. So uh, I hope... Uh, next time they roll back around, they can sort that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, look at Jared. Yeah, give Jared's, <laughs> check my calendar. All Jared's uh, <laughs> scheduling. Make sure that uh, Tom, well, Thomas won't be around next time, but like the, the next ISC president, for sure. But overall, I think it's it's been really fun. I feel like I've caught highlights of, you know, events here and there. I've seen some Aussie medals, which is always great. Um, and seen some events that I haven't watched before. So, so that's been fun as well. It, it, I, I agree. Colin, uh, obviously... Last week we touched on a little bit, but your thoughts on the the second week, and obviously we'll talk about things like the closing ceremony and all that very shortly as well. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I've mostly just been catching the highlight shows. And by I mean mostly, I mean exclusively catching the highlight shows because that's all CBC wants to air. Uh, sadly, there was no highlights for the moguls on CBC. But uh, I'm like, okay, great. We found that like all these events are streamed in their entire, at least they're, they're available in their entirety on YouTube. Uh, not the case with moguls. Moguls only one and a half to two and a half minute highlights of all those events. So I caught the moguls highlights too. As well as, uh, I guess, uh, everything from the end of the hockey and the curling. Which I just want to say is that it currently a, a, a period of mourning for Canada because you didn't win a medal in hockey. Like, you only had one team in hockey, like the, <laughs> the men. But, like, still, you, you went out in the semifinals to the US and then you went out in the bronze medal game to Finland. Like, I mean, I, I remember after, wasn't it Nagano, when you had that national inquiry into why you weren't winning medals yeah. in, in Olympic hockey? I mean, this, this is youth Olympic hockey. What's going on? This is your future, Colin. I mean, our, our future is failing us. Um, yeah. I have no faith for the Not next generation Hungary, now. So look, Thanks. <laughs> contact Hungary. We, we, we got about a decade to go before my kids can actually pick up the, the, the pace on the Canadian team. I mean, what are they going to do for the next the 10 years? Yeah. I mean, God, come on. Don't let Australia carry the slack of ice hockey. You know, we, we put a goal past Hungary. Did you? No. So... Uh, <laughs> Clearly, clearly, we also didn't lose twenty-two to one we don't to anybody. Bring but up I the get small where you're details, going with that. All right, we just we forget that, like that again. As we talked about last week, this would be like if Canada, you know, got a wicket in a game of cricket against Australia. You'd be celebrating the small facts. All right, like forget the end result. <laughs> like one goal against the almighty Hungarians is is what we <laughs> took away from that. Um, but I mean, in all seriousness of Canada, you had a, a great second week of the, of the Yorgs. I just want to point that out. I was watching one of the, um, coverages and the commentators called it the Yorgs, uh, the, you know, the youth Olympics. I've loved watching the Yorgs. Okay. Um, so, but the second week of the Yorgs for Canada, uh, I think we spoke a week ago and, uh, it was a silver and a bronze uh, basically, it wasn't even that. I think it was only uh, it was two silvers, wasn't it? It was but, two silvers, yeah. But uh, since then, you've you won three gold and added a bronze to that. So congratulations there to Canada, including we we talked on it last week. Not Eugenie Bouchard, but Eli Bouchard uh, won a silver last week in the men's slope style. Well, he came out and took a gold in the men's big air. So good for Eli Bouchard there. Uh, other gold went to Charlie Beatty in the uh, freestyle skiing big air. So the snowboarding big air and the freestyle skiing. So you you light the big air in Canada. Uh, and then, of course, in the figure skating as well, Cole Save and Annika Benke won the mixed pairs uh, for Canada. And then the other medal came in the bronze in the team event for figure skating, which I won't go through all the names there, but we'll talk about that at the end of this episode. You might be getting another bronze in another team event <laughs> in a, in the Penny Olympiacs, which has been decided during the week. But, um, I mean, obviously a nice uh, way to end the, the Yorgs there for Canada after a bit of a slow start. Yeah, I, I I wish I could have actually seen the figure skating too, because if we're talking about like, uh, well, maybe our next generation of hockey, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things we we talked about that factor into whether you're going to bother to send, you know, athletes to youth Olympics for that. But I mean, figure skating, I mean, this this youth Olympics must be a big thing for it. And uh, Canada is always looking for our next big pair. I mean, that's kind of what the, this country's figure skating is built on is pairs. Exactly. And you're still celebrating after Salt Lake. I mean, it's been 22 years, but we, we, we love it. And, and that's still there too. But I didn't realize that big air all of a sudden was becoming such a, like the, the air being big in Canada all of a sudden, uh, just the freestyle and the snowboarding. Are you now uh, the new Eileen Goo? Uh, is this what's happening moving forward? Oh. Uh, the Eileen Goo 2.0? 
Absolutely. Ben's going to be sick of us on day two of the next Winter Olympics, that means. <laughs> Any excuse to bring up Eileen Gu? Her face is all <laughs> over these still. Well, I mean, she should still be in the Youth Olympics, shouldn't she? Um, Jared, for Australia, uh, we managed to add a couple of medals uh, a week ago. We, we had the bronze in the snowboard cross, but uh, the dual moguls that nobody ever saw... Uh, Lottie Lodge took a silver in that. And then also in the big air, we, we, we can big air medal up as well. Uh, Daisy Thomas, not the former Australian rules footballer, by the way. When I saw that Daisy Thomas had won an Olympic medal, I'm like, ah, he's got a long way since retiring from the AFL. But no, this is a, a young female big air freestyle skier called Daisy Thomas winning that. Uh, uh, not bad. Two silver and a bronze. It's our, our biggest medal haul from a Yorgs uh, in about eight years. So I think we'll take that, Jared. Oh, absolutely. Um, got to watch the highlights of both of those events. So um, I feel like we were definitely outclassed in the, in the dual mobiles. That was one that uh, wasn't the most exciting to watch that final run. Um, but the big air was great. Um, and about time, kind of, I feel like we start winning some silvers. Yeah. I feel like that's always like the medal count that's a bit low. So um, I'm, I'm glad that we've bumped that up. I, I do. Go, Colin. Go. I just want to introduce, so it was, was that the women's or the men's dual moguls? Uh, it was the women's, uh, Lottie okay, Lodge. So I, I'm going I'm to make you feel a little better about this because uh, Elizabeth Lemley, who basically cleaned up in the moguls on the women's side, uh, she's been on the World Cup circuit for three years already. I, mean, I think she just turned 18. Uh, so Ben's allowed to talk about her. But uh, the, the, this is like one of the rare situations in the Youth Olympics where it's like you got a ringer that you're up against. I mean, if, 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 if you want a medal, you technically won more up from that. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad to know that. It's. I mean, it's. We're winning medals in the sports we win in in the Penny Olympics as well. The the freestyle skiing and the snowboarding. So we're kind of we're kind of there. And it was yeah, Australia's best, our second ever best uh, Yorg total. Uh, we got four back in Lillehammer in 2016 when we got three silver and a bronze. So we we nearly top that there as well. But the thing that I I really appreciated. I don't know if you saw much of this, Jared, but on social media, is that. You know, when Lottie won that medal, uh, when Daisy won that medal, the, the amount of sort of the, you know, I would just to say regular Olympians from the Penny Olympics were like, you know, sharing and posting and, and really getting behind it and kind of really supporting the, the team. And obviously a few were on the ground. We know that like Jackie Narricott was on the ground there helping support them and everything along those lines. But it, w- it was just nice to kind of see just sort of how all the, the winter sports community really got behind Lottie, Daisy, and of course, William and Abby a week ago from their medal as well. Yeah, I feel like it is like, it, I think we've mentioned before, like the winter community is, I suppose, because it's smaller, that more, much more close-knit. Um, and good to see Australians celebrating, you know, a yeah. silver medal for once. <laughs> Which again, like, I mean, you, know, you look at our our winter youth total. I mean, we've only obviously won the, the one gold, but like silver is kind of our youth Olympic gold really that we, we like. Which again, when it comes to the regular Penny Olympics, you know, I think the, the winter we've always struggled to win the silvers. So yeah, like more silvers. We like yeah. that. Yeah, Colin, <laughs> more silvers. And more uh, big air. We want bigger air. <laughs> I know. Where, we want where, massive air. Where, where's, where's the massive air? Like, I mean, I'm surprised Eileen Goo isn't, like, going to, to Thomas, going like, hi, I want to win another four medals. Like, do we have the, the big air, the slightly bigger air, the even bigger air, and then the massive air, and then it just keeps And then like, the astronomical air. <laughs> <laughs> and then the impossible air. And then you just get dropped <laughs> from a space station. Um, was that that Red Bull guy that jumped from like the the hot air balloon a few years ago? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, like, can we just have like Eileen Goo from a balloon? 
Hi, everyone, representing China. Eileen go, hello. And then Ruin, she's doing like a thousand tricks, picking up speed. And then basically she's got to pull a shoot at the last minute. You realize that guy back in Beijing was basically like, that's not big air. That's big air. Yeah. <laughs> he's pulling a crocodile dundee. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I mean, this is the, the beauty of the Winter Olympics is that you've got more room for growth with the events. Like the, the Summer Olympics, like it's kind of like, oh, cricket's going to be a sport. Get rid of this sport. You know, we can't fit you in. Whereas Winter Olympics, like by, you know, 2040, we're probably going to have like all the big airs. We're going to have like, you know, all the different types of ice hockey. We're going to have the the mountain climbing relay mixed with luge. Um, you know, we're going to have winter handball. Um, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to have winter tennis. Like, Jared, you're going to be there. Like, you that's know, it. it's just... I'm just excited for uh, Monobob Big Air because I feel like that's an event. <laughs> just ramps <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, J- Jared... I know he listened to last week's episode, so he'll get this. But can we have like winter appliance, Big Air? Hey, coming soon. Actually, Jared, what is your favorite winter appliance? By the way, um, it's got to be, uh, you know, the um, snowplow. Hey, there we go. You had a fifty-fifty shot of getting it. There it you was go. The 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 probably, yeah, really. there it is. There it is. There it is. Which again, um, sadly, when we talk about who's on the show in a couple of weeks. Didn't quite get to ask him what his favourite winter appliance was, Colin. So, uh, a bit, bit disappointing. Um, we'll talk about the closing ceremony in just a moment, but just other sort of going over the medal tally. So, uh, outside of Australia and Canada, Italy, I mean, we talked about this last week. They were top in the medal tally. They ended on, in terms of gold at least. So, uh, 11 gold, three silver and four. No room for anything else besides the gold for the Italians. Look out, Milan Cortina Ooh. and like two years time. I mean, Jared, uh, we, I talked to him this last week. It's, it's great to see another nation. That's not like Norway or the U S or China or Russia topping a medal tally. But I mean, the Italians, w- w- would you ever looked at this and go, wow, 11 gold for Italy. Good job. No, I wouldn't have been expecting it heading in, but um, I, the disparity though, like at least Australia, it's very similar across the board. Like they talk about a country that needs to up their silver and bronze game. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Italy. I mean, again, look at this. is We're talking about national inquiries. Norway leave Korea without a gold medal in winter sports. Like, come on, Norway. What's going on there? Four silver, three bronze. But yeah, Italy, 11 gold, three silver, four. So they basically won more gold medals than silver and bronze combined, if you don't mind. Uh, the US topped the tally in terms of total medal count, but similar to Italy, no room for gold or bronze. They're all about the silvers. In the US, they're like, no, nah, we, we, we just want to tease people. We want to make sure that people don't realize how good we are so that come Milan Cortina, all these silvers will become gold. So they won more silvers than gold and bronze combined. But the, Korea had a great game. They spread theirs out a little bit. Seven gold, six silver and four bronze. Germany in second, nine gold, five silver, six bronze. And in the top five, France, great game for them. That bodes well for Paris in a couple of months. Seven gold, five silver, six bronze. Because all these winter sports, of course, will be in Paris in about six months' time. So they will, they will, they will take the monobob and use it thoroughly well come uh, Paris later this year. And China in fifth, six gold, nine silver, three bronze. I, I've got to talk, though, about New Zealand. W- what's going on mm. here? One gold, two silver, seven medals. New Zealand won the same amount of medals as Norway. Now, look, I'm all for our neighbours, but Jared, this isn't right. I'm sorry. New Zealand can't be winning this, winning this amount of medals at a Winter Olympics. Yeah, it's concerning. And I feel like we spoke about it the last Winter Olympics, but they're becoming a bit uh, big for their boots, I think. Yep. Um, 
beating Norway on a medal tally at the Winter Olympics. Like, what's going on here? I think probably inquiry. There may have been some ring-ins. I would love to see passports, birth certificates there because I don't believe it for a second. I mean, and, and the most concerning thing, I mean, congratulations to Luke Harold winning their first ever Winter Youth Olympic gold medal. But, like, similar to us, they're winning medals in the sports that you expect them to. Freestyle skiing, snowboarding, good for them. But the, the concerning thing for me, figure skating. Dwayne Lee won a bronze in the... And now, look, I know a lot about New Zealand, but I don't know a lot about their figure skating prowess. I, I attended a New Zealand figure skating championships when I lived there, and no disrespect to those esteemed athletes I saw, none of them were bronze medal-worthy performances at an Olympic game. So Dwayne Lee, whatever you've done out there, you've done all right. I mean, Colin, Canada's a nation of figure skaters. Are you scared that New Zealand are winning? Like, this is just not right. We're terrified. I mean, how can you not be terrified in New Zealand? They're going to come over with their sheep and just run amok <laughs> on this country. What are they going to do? Or <laughs> their brew. sheep on skates. We're going to see the sheep on skates in a couple of years. Oh, bro, put a sheep on the ice. Look how beautiful they are. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can, can, I, can I just comment? If, if my calculation here is right, there were 81 events in total that were uh, medal contention. Mm-hmm. So 25% of events were won between two countries, Italy and Germany. Wow. That's like astonishing. That the Colin order Hilding, of the events were won by genius, two. first of all. Well done. I mean, I, I use the calculator, but, but still. Don't ruin it. Run with it. <laughs> oh, good old summer I mean, I appliance. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate summer appliance right there. That's why we miss but Jared like still, on this show. He brings the comedy. <laughs> two countries cleaning up on 25% of the medals. That's that's crazy. I, I mean, first of all, I hope you're bringing that calculator to Paris because I want to be like, oh, and seven countries cleaning up this amount of medals. But yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, like we, we, we talk about Milan now being two years away, essentially, but you touched on it last week. This is boding very well for the Italians at the home Olympics. And mm-hmm. Germany are always up there. We know that at a Winter Olympics, but that's that's a great fact. But then even like and like not trying to discount South Korea, they've hosted the Olympics. They've done a very good job and really props to them for finishing third. They, they don't think they were that high in, in um, Pyeongchang a few years ago. But even then France, so you've kind of got these three major European nations topping that, which is, to me, it's rare because like, again, if we're, we're talking a regular Olympics or summer or winter, you know, summer, who is it? it, it it's China, it's Russia, it's the US. If it's the Winter Olympics, it's, it's Norway, it's the US, it's Canada. Like, we, we don't often see these countries there. I mean, Jared, I mean, if this was Eurovision and Italy, Germany and France finished in the top three, I mean, it would be just like the most rarest thing in the world, right? Because we never see that anymore. Unheard of, yeah. Which, I mean, let's put it out there. Maybe they can do it this year in, in Sweden, take away from the 50th anniversary of ABBA. Who knows? I, I spoke to a couple of Finnish people recently. They're still very dirty about about cha 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 they're basically saying oh what a what an absolute shock that it was that sweden won it on the 50th anniversary oh of- <laughs> not to take him to take off the tinfoil hat get over it also judging by their national selection songs they're not winning this year so euros vision coming soon uh to to our staple of of shows but uh i mean all serious new zealand good job and uh, of course we touched on last week uh five countries winning their first ever Winter Youth Olympics medal, Brazil, Denmark, Thailand, Tunisia, and Turkey. I mean, Jared, did you ever think that you would see Thailand, Turkey, Brazil winning winter medals? Because, I mean, this is what's beautiful about the Youth Olympics. You can see countries like this winning medals in sports that they're never really probably going to win it at the Penny Olympics. 
I didn't, but I think, yeah, that's the exciting thing. And I feel like we're getting more and more of that kind of each year, mm-hmm. uh, even though there's less and less countries that haven't won a medal, but we're getting more and more of it. So um, it's definitely yeah, exciting to to watch and um, especially like the reactions to and the interviews after, I think it's just great. Also, just touch on Britain quickly, four gold for them. Uh, it's been a while, I think, since we've seen Britain do that well at a Winter Olympics. Obviously, the curling, they did pretty all right there. Was there much talk, Colin, about the curling circles, about how well? I mean, we obviously talked a little bit about Denmark and we had, what, the Schmidt uh, siblings yeah. who were, what, the siblings of, of Olympians themselves. But, I mean, for Britain, they, they no pun intended, swept the curling so uh, and beat Denmark in both of them. So there you go. It was um, the the chef de mission that the 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 British team has for this Youth Olympics is uh, Eve Muirhead, who won the gold mm. in the last uh, Olympics too. Um, I, I I'm glad you brought up like the siblings because I mean not only did they you know win in the mix but they 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 won they both they're double silver medal winners each and the children of Olympians. Um, I don't know if we're going to have any uh, discussion about athlete of the games or something like that, but I'd it, put them up. It will. I, I was going to lead into that in just a moment, actually. I'm glad you brought well, that I'm up. Well, I'm sorry for stepping on your toes. Stick to your summer appliances, Colin. Um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, like, it, it's interesting you say that, too, because like, you look at, obviously, the depth of the British curling team because Jacob and Katrine Schmidt won the uh, silver in the mixed doubles, but then were part of the, the mixed team. But you look at the British team, so Kaylee Sutar and Ethan Brewster win the mixed doubles. They're not part of the mixed team. So yeah. uh, Britain's got enough talent where they're just like, oh, bloody hell, let's send all... The-. They're Scottish, let's be honest, if they're curling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's send all the curlers down. Like, like the Scottish accent. It's too early in the morning for me to try that right now. Whereas the Danes, they're probably just like, oh, yeah, we got to send the team. The German now? I Too early to do accents. But um, <laughs> the Swiss winning a bronze. Can we just talk about that? I didn't know the Swiss were good in curling. Um Good for them. But, uh, yeah, the athlete of the games, because uh, I want to talk about the the closing ceremony. That won't take long either. But um, so a couple ones that I was going to put up as well, because, yes, uh, the Schmidt, twi- uh, are they twins or are they just siblings? Am I calling them twins? I think they're just siblings. They're just siblings. Ah, losers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why can't you be twins? Um, just wait till the Hilding twins beat yeah. them in 20. 20- <laughs> 32 <laughs> um we last week we were we were going on uh the snowboarding uh where we had multiple uh medalists from france uh we were talking about um the lovely jonas chalet there we go there's a name in front of me uh that he able to get a couple of gold medals then we also had uh on the women's side of things leah castor she won a couple of medals uh, so there was a couple there and also looking at some of the other freestyle skiing ones, obviously uh, Bouchard, Bouchard, our, our lovely uh, Canadian, uh, obviously claiming, uh, sorry, in the snowboarding, uh, Eli Bouchard winning a couple medals there. But the, the ones that I was sort of looking, I don't know how much attention both of you paid to either the cross country, the biathlon or the speed skating. I'm sure you were glued to uh, all of it. But if you are uh, in the biathlon, more French. The French doing very well. Uh, Antoine Guy won three gold medals, uh, winning the men's sprint, the men's individual, and then being part of the mixed relay. So I think that uh, he definitely deserves a bit of a shout there. In the cross-country skiing, uh, we had Jacob Mock from Germany, a two-time gold medalist, winning the 7.5 kilometers classical and then being part of the mixed relay team. But then someone uh, also to mention, Jonas Muller winning a gold and a silver. And actually, I will say Jacob Mock won a silver in the sprint freestyle, so three medals there. But speaking of the Germans, 
in the speed skating, and this is one of the events that I watched during the week, I watched the 500 metres. Finn Sonokarb, three-time gold medalist, if you don't mind, in the figure skating, swept all the speed skating events in the 500, the 1500, and the mass start. But then in the women's, we also had a sweep, and where else but the Dutch, Angel Dullerman, winning the 500, the 1500, and the mass starts. But Angel Dullerman maybe gets the nod over Finn Sonokarb because the Dutch won the bronze in the mixed events, whereas the Germans... Obviously, didn't do well in the mixed events, didn't win a medal. So, four medals to Angel Dullerman in the speed skating. She is going to get my nod for Athlete of the Games. Uh, Colin, yeah. anybody else to, to put up? I'm the, I was going to mention the the, the guy that had the three goals in the biathlon, but uh, you you beat it by one, then I'm okay with that. Yeah, three three gold and a bronze, if you don't mind. Jared, any anybody else to possibly mention? Nah, you know me, I'm biased <laughs> for the Dutch. You're not much if you're not Dutch, so... Um, you're not much if you're not fair. Dutch. <laughs> Is that the national tagline of the Netherlands? <laughs> it's the opening line to the national anthem. So, okay, I'm going to be there in August. Uh, so I've just got to walk around and just be like, you're not much if you're not Dutch. Like, <laughs> that, that's great. If that isn't there, like, they need to take that. That's That's brilliant. Um, well, congratulations, Angel Dullerman. You are not much if you're not Dutch, and you are Dutch, so you're very much uh, the, the athlete of the games. I'm sure she'll take that, like, very highly esteemed. You know, three three golds and a bronze, but, again, off the podium. I mean, is this the the baby Dale Begg Smith medal? Because um, it's Youth Olympics. The, the, the baby Begg? The baby Begg. She wins the baby Begg. Oh, baby Begg medalist, Angel Dullerman. Well done. Uh, closing ceremony. Now, this went for like 35 minutes, basically, if you take out the, the beginning and end. I mean, I don't have a lot to add. I'll I just quickly, Jerry, did you see any of the opening ceremony? Anything to add on that? Didn't see any of that? Didn't see it. Okay, it's all right. Um, but the closing ceremony basically was held on a stage um, <laughs> outside the ice hockey venue. It was snowing a little bit. Uh, it was nice. They had a couple of Korean rap performances, which was nice. Thomas Bach was in the crowd. I, I appreciate it at the beginning. Thomas Bach, Olympic champion fencing, just like slowly waving. He's hanging out with the kids. Good for Thomas. Then he gave a TED talk and he's all like... I, I am in the exact same note. <laughs> Thomas Bach's TED talk. I just, I just love like how chilled this... But like, can we do this for Paris? Like Paris is going to be weird now watching him like formally on a stage like, yes, hello, Paris. Ah, 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 ah. Like he's, this was just like, hello, children. Ah, ah, ah. Enjoy the party. Ah, ah, ah. Like, just chilling around. No selfie this time around. But we got some epic Moongcho, like, putting out the digital flame. Like, we had a real flame, didn't we, two weeks ago, Colin? Why did it turn yeah. digital? What happened there? Well, <laughs> I mean, they they had some some backlash from the ibuprofen cauldron. <laughs> and they figured, let's just do this digital. I just wonder, why they didn't do digital in the first place? It looked amazing. It did. Like, I'd be all for them doing something like that, you know, and try it out in the Youth Olympics. Uh, but... Could they have maybe worked on their cue better when it is harder to put out a digital flame that is just an off button than it is to extinguish real fire? You yeah. have a problem. It was pretty like, don't get me wrong. I'm all down for Moongcho hanging out some drugs, like handing out some snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was snow. Just like that, the cauldron a couple of weeks ago was just a cauldron, right? That's why it's disappeared two weeks later. But then you got these volunteers that were just like pelting it with fake snow. Moongcho's going like, yeah, yeah, the Olympics. It's not going out. Like, I mean, yeah. if this was like Sydney 2000 and Kathy standing there with the torch going like, oh, shit, what's going on? And Rick Birch is going, fucking move the torch. This is a <laughs> fake thing. Like, it's not even real. 
but like, what is going on there, Jared? I mean, I rambled on a bunch of stuff to do with the closing ceremony there, but I guess, I mean, we had a mascot trying to put out a cauldron. What can you complain about? I mean, that was the highlight. Uh, Thomas Bark, I was like shocked. I was settling into my seat. <laughs> I was going to start eating some some food, and, and and then next thing you know, it was over. Um, the, I love the flag parade, like the fact mm. that it was shorter than like a Eurovision flag parade. Like <laughs> I'm like, this is this is their moment, and like the commentators trying to like get a fact out about people, but like no chance. And we're like, ah, uh, this this, and their their flag holders, this person. Okay, let's skip six countries, uh, and you would have seen so and so there. Like it was so good, but yeah, the flame as well. Um, luckily, the volunteers had really deep pockets, so they could just keep. <laughs> chucking the fake snow and but like you could tell like the commentators are like it's this thing and i think even the guy was like and it's extinguished and then his like co-commentator was like well it's extinguishing yeah. it wasn't yeah. out yet <laughs> it was like look i like the idea behind a digital flame don't get me wrong but at the same time i'm like really like i saw an actual giant panadol tablet get lit two weeks ago <laughs> uh, so like what was like those poor people who have run around the world with the olympic cauldron and the torch and the flame just to see it what like as soon as that opening ceremony was done like yeah put it out let's just put a computer in a box mm-hmm. um you know like i mean that that took away from it right i, I yeah, think it, so and i feel like you have to like keep with the theme then and the torch relay then like you've got it on your phone and you <laughs> airdrop it to the next person <laughs> in the relay <laughs> like be consistent at least i like that that's the future host of 2028 that could save some money for the IOC. They're all about cost saving. So, you know, just have an app. We could all be torch bearers. Mm-hmm. Email the torch to someone else. <laughs> exactly. Like, remember those like mass ones you used to send, like, you know, before like social media? Like, if you do not uh, reply to this in 10 minutes, you will get AIDS. <laughs> like, I mean, like, have something like that to kind of help spread the, the torch. But it looked cool. And like, I'm all for a mascot being involved. Like, this is. This is what I want. I want Frege putting out the cauldron on the Eiffel Tower in like six months' time. I, I, you know, I want it at the top, like, you know, woo, pushing it out, done. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's what I'm all for that. But, I mean, actually, just quickly, we haven't got your thoughts on, on Moon Cho, Jared. I mean, the spawn of uh, Boorang and Surang. I mean, <laughs> come on, what's not to love about a child of a mascot coming literally from cum, essentially? That's a snowflake. Yeah, of course it was. I mean, the backstory is amazing. The fact that now we've got a mascot family tree, I'm all here for that. Um, I'm excited to get into, you know, mascot genealogy and they can trace their ancestors down the line. Um, and I think, great. I didn't see any, like, caught in the door moments, but, like, mm. the little tooth, I think, sells it for me. Um, is it inbred, love- do you think? Is it an inbred? Because, I mean, we're bo- Boorang and Surang related. <laughs> is <it> Tasmanian? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, no, I thought he was great. And I love him in like the animations as well. Like that too was like a highlight of like the closing ceremony, how like the commentators were mentioning the mascot. And then like, actually there's like six of him there, like going around, like <laughs> in the little animation of like speed skating. The I countdown. think it was really fun. The countdown mm-hmm. was great. Like I like, like, but that's the thing. Like we've been seeing this with our opening ceremony redux. We're not really seeing a lot of integration with the mascot. And I feel like, Let's be honest, Bing Dwen Dwen, I think, has kind of opened the door for it. Because, I mean, Frege is front and centre of marketing for Paris. If you've been paying attention to that, I don't think I've ever seen a mascot be used as much as Frege is being used for Paris marketing. Bodes well for Frege being used a lot come the Olympics later this year. But, yeah, Moon Cho was used a lot, and I love this. And I love this kind of, like, spawn 
of a mascot. I'm thinking for Brisbane 2032, whatever mascot we have, Sid, Millie and Ollie have just been having an orgy for the last 34 years and they've just got like a whole family. I mean, Sam the Eagle, what's he been up to since LA 1984 for the mascot in a few years' time, right? Like, I mean, who who knows? Uh, the, the weird snowflake thing from Turin back in, in 2006 for Milan Cortina. Like, I, I mean, just we're all for the family tree and we can just have like a, a reality show of all the mascots family members so yeah colin what what are what are all the the vancouver mascots up to uh, when if they try and get the olympics in a few more years i mean they're currently sitting in a box uh over here next to my computer <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting for hours by the way send it in your own time colin it's fine. i will <laughs> um but uh no i mean i Muncho, they made him a star uh, the, I think the last couple of games we've seen, even with like the Pan Am games and the Commonwealth games, like we're starting to see the mascots become more prominent. And that probably has a lot more to do with social media. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm totally won over on Freeze yet, but I'm glad that they're getting Freeze out there. How are you and, not? I mean, Ben's, you've done half the work for them too. I mean, you got to collect a commission off of this or any type of merchandise. Are we not all going to chip in and get each other a Freeze ugly Christmas sweater? Have you not seen? They're like 20 oh, bucks yeah. right now on the website. I like, almost bought that. <laughs> like I, I'm, I, I'm all for that. Like, and I'm just going to, I'm going to stalk Freeze in Paris. If I do not get a Freeze photo, I'm, I'm calling that a failure if I'm in Paris. Come on. I do want to say on the closing ceremonies, um, one missed opportunity. Like we, we talked about how Thomas Bach didn't say selfie. Uh, when they introduced their highlight package, which they, they went out of their way, the commentators said, we're calling this hashtag highlights. <laughs> I wanted Thomas to say that. It's just the awkward. Uh, it is number sign uh, highlights. Uh, but uh, forget about Thomas Bach. I mean, he didn't have the no, nice pink wardrobe. Don't say that. I'm not saying for, no, I'm not saying to forget him. How he didn't you? have the pink wardrobe. He, he, he was at his best in the opening ceremonies. The, the closing ceremonies, I mean, he he was he was there, but, but he, he wasn't dressed as well as the but, first but, time. But I, I appreciate, like, him just integrating himself with the kids. And then, like, I yeah. loved it when he got on stage and he's like, how are you doing? You okay? <laughs> like, And then when he ended it, he's like, enjoy the party. See you soon at another <laughs> Olympic event. <laughs> like, it's Thomas. At I miss him already. The only Olympic event left. <laughs> I know, but, he's, but like, I kind of like just so chill and informal, Thomas. Like, I mean, like... No disrespect to His Excellency Juan Antonio Samarach or the late great Jacques Rogger, but I, I don't see them being like as like Thomas is kind of just cool and with the kids and like you know like <laughs> I like this you know I, I'm missing Thomas already. We've got one more to talk about him, you know, like later on Wait. this year. Uh, for the athletes coming out now, I'm glad that CBC corrected their audio problem from last week where <laughs> we had just the generic commentary that could barely be heard. Because I heard the commentary so well this time, I, I I had to start marking down what they were saying as all the countries are coming out. No joke, this is word for what they're saying. Well, they're not waiting around coming through the with the flags pretty quickly now, huh? <laughs> and then they're like, uh, Brazil, Spain, United Arab Emirates, Armenia, Argentina, <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden he goes. We continue the rapid run of flags <laughs> with an awkward laugh. Like, I, were these guys briefed on this? Did they know they're, they're coming off of the opening ceremonies? Like, we're going to have them come out approximately 5,000 feet apart <laughs> in groups of three. So you'll have a lot of breathing room to look at the flags. This time it was like, Armenia, Argentina. Oh, they're just panicking. It was great. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, this is again the informality of a youth Olympics, right? Like, it's just they can kind of do whatever the hell they want. And they're literally on like a stage. I mean, we could have held this in our living room and it would have been exactly the same. And I, I don't know who the 
Korean musical acts were. I'm sure they're prominent. Still no Psy. Hashtag we're Psy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of just the, the informal. And we should mention the closing ceremony flag bearers for Canada. So your uh, figure skating pair that won the gold, uh, Annika and Cole, were your flag bearers. And for Australia, it was Peyton Bellamy Martins and Clancy Merrick Harvey, uh, who were our closing ceremony flag bearers. So uh, there you go. Congratulations to them. Uh, anything else to add, gentlemen? I mean, this is kind of a short, sharp one. We're obviously uh, a day late on usually these episodes, but uh, we're, we're getting through this. But, I mean, the beauty of uh, Youth Olympics is we can be a bit informal as well. I mean, you know, this isn't day-to-day wall-to-wall coverage. I mean, like, Jared, I was only back in the country for a couple of days, so I still actually did not get to see any of Channel 9's coverage. I heard only positive things about it. The things I watched were online. Was any of the stuff that you got to see on Channel 9? And, and kind of how do you, if you did, uh, boding well for, for Paris later this year for their coverage? It was not. I similar to you. I only watched stuff online. I didn't even know Channel Nine were covering it, to be honest. So um, I figured that was my only option. It's, but it, I think from what I read and what I saw, it was it was good. That I think believe it was the most extensive coverage that Australia's ever gotten for a youth Olymp- a winter youth Olympics, I should say. So so that's good. But uh, hopefully nothing nothing but good things to come later on in the year from them. Um, Colin, anything else to kind of touch on CBC, anything else that you watched or touched on that we haven't touched on before we, uh, bring this to a close? I mean, not for the youth Olympics, but I don't know if either of you heard that they've reduced the capacity for the opening ceremonies for Paris by 50%. So we're only going to get a measly 300,000 people attending. So that half a million, I I just lost my ticket. Thanks, IOC. Um, (laughs) I mean, this is along the Seine, right? This isn't like when they go to that final, yeah. like, you know, stadium. I didn't hear that, actually. But uh, was was there a reason behind it? Or was it just like, eh, we overestimated this. We're the French. We thought we could fit more. I didn't bother to read that much. Yeah. I just saw the headline. <laughs> Bodes well for if we do a weekly news show. Oh, we saw a headline during the week. They even Well, it even says here... Uh, they did not give a reason why they've revised the figures. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Let's, let's do something to make the news. Freeze, announce this. Um, before I touch on the other big Olympic news during the week, I will just say in terms of the Winter Youth Olympics, we don't actually have a host for the next one. Obviously, it's a much smaller event and they kind of do this a little bit more like designate it to a city. But the, the cities that are uh, interested in bidding and are in a dialogue phase, so we could be going to Italy directly after Milan Cortina, so Lombardi. Uh, the Italian regions of uh, Lombardy and Trentino uh, in dialogues with the ISC over it. But the other one, which is interesting, we just obviously did the Sarajevo uh, Winter Olympic opening ceremony a month or so ago, but uh, apparently Sarajevo and East Sarajevo are in discussions to potentially host either a winter or a summer youth Olympic Games. So that would be uh, interesting. And uh, Jilin and Changchun in China are also in discussion. So... I guess once we know where there's going to be a Youth Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics, we'll know that the summer ones, of course, are going to be in uh, Senegal in a couple of years, the first time they've ever been in Africa. So that will be exciting. And I'm sure we'll cover those as well. The, I mean, the big Olympic news during the week uh, that we'll just quickly touch on before we close this out. Uh, finally, the IOC has stripped the rock, the Russian Olympic Committee of their mixed uh, teams gold medal from Beijing, uh, of course, to Kamila Vileva who, of course, was found guilty of doping. We know they never awarded the medals during the Games, and this has been a two-year process, but it's done, kaput, uh, absolutely uh, disqualified, which they haven't formally announced the medals, but this basically will mean now that Canada will pick up a bronze in this event, 
Uh, we, of course, touched on that, that uh, they finished fourth in that. I mean, has it made much... It's made the news here in Australia, so it's been a bit of a talking point. But, I mean, for, for Canada, an extra medal for their uh, medal tally from Beijing is, uh, is a good thing. I mean, the only thing I haven't heard confirmation is because when I heard this story, they were specifically saying there's no decision yet on whether Canada is being upgraded, which doesn't really make sense. But are they officially getting the bronze now? From what I've read, uh, it would be the case, which means, of course, uh, Eric Radford, uh, one of my interviewers, gets a medal. So (laughs) I'll take that as a win for me. From what I've read, it's it it seems to be that it will just be the shuffle. So the U.S. will get the gold. Japan will get the silver and Canada, of course, finishing fourth. They'll get the bronze. And Camille has, what, a four-year ban before yeah. she can compete again? So she'll be, what, like only like 20 when she can skate again? Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, she's still very... She should have been at these Youth Olympics, of course. But, yeah. uh, I mean, look, it's... Yeah, we talked a bit about it a few years ago and, and obviously the situation around her. And, and you feel for her, if anything, because, I mean, being 15... I don't exactly mm. think a 15-year-old is willing going like, yes, give me the drugs. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure yeah. you wake up in Russia and it's like, good morning, here's Putin and some drugs. <laughs> like, I mean, that's invade another country. That's I'm just, I just guess that's how you live in Russia. But that's like, literally the name of a breakfast cereal over there, Putin and drugs. <laughs> Putin and drugs with, with a map <laughs> on the back. This is how you invade country tomorrow. Um, but like, yeah, you feel for someone that age who, who thinks she's an Olympic champion and has done nothing yeah. wrong in the eyes of other people. But um Jared, unfortunately, it means Australia doesn't get a bronze because we didn't even have a mixed team. So, you know. It's upsetting. I mean, we fit, we what got fourth in one of the figure skating events here at the Youth Olympics. So, uh, fingers crossed that uh, the drug testing bumps New us Zealand. up in that. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, just just start taking some classes from the New Zealand skaters and you'll get there. What drugs are they on? Oh, brew. <laughs> I got this great package from Russia. Uh, bronze medalist. Um, but yeah, it's been, I've enjoyed, it's been a brief dalliance into the Youth Olympics, but uh, obviously a uh, bit of a, a chance to whet our appetite, of course, ahead of what's coming on later this year. But next week, we'll be back for the best of part seven. It's been a while since we've done a best of, but uh, hey, every 50 episodes, we do one and make you remember that we might've had a couple of best of moments uh, here and there. Who knows? <laughs> but the week after that, Colin Hilding, who have we got on the show? It's somebody who you don't have the picture of him behind you. I don't know what's happened. No. Um, you, you got so sad that you couldn't join us for the chat that uh, you, you got rid yeah. of it. Break it out here. Oh, there it is. There's the man. Of course, we don't release this as a video episode, so no one knows what you're holding up. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell us who's on the show because you went on the episode and I think you're still crying about it. Yeah, it's Donovan Bailey. Donovan Bailey. And how did that happen? <laughs> and of all times for it to be scheduled, like usually I'm like, okay, maybe I could work around this. Maybe I could work on this. I can book the day off. Literally gets booked on the one day and the one time where I'm like, there is absolutely no way I can make this one. And I was crushed. Uh, but I think the, 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 the positive thing is that uh, the, it sounded like it went really well and that uh, maybe we'll hear from him again at some point in the future. It went very well. It was a great chat. And uh, very much looking forward to uh, airing that in a couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned to that. Jared, I know you've got a Donovan Bailey picture somewhere there, right? You know it. Just out of reach. It's too big for you to like to, to bring out to, sh- to show. Uh, sadly, didn't get to bring up Cherry to him. I'm like, hey, it's a oh. chair. Because <laughs> he's in the first picture. <laughs> the only one, I think, that kind of has a picture of that. But after that, we've got some other great chats coming your way as well. And uh, in about a month's time, we're, we're going to Munich. 1972 we're doing our uh, opening ceremony review there as well so uh looking forward to that but do all the things you do once you get to the end of this show like subscribe follow everything along those lines and we always 
Appreciate the support as we ramp things up. Uh, less than six months to go until Paris. Can you believe it? It's exciting. Obviously, 200,000 less people there now, but who cares? Because <laughs> we're, we're close and bring on all the Frege. And my goal is that by the time that opening ceremony starts, Colin Hilding will be like, oh, Frege. What a what a mascot! What a what a hat! I've never seen a hat. Best hat Let mascot me just ever. Donovan Bailey picture out of my frame and put Frege in there. <laughs> that that is going to happen, Colin. That is going to happen. Jared's going to take down his and put down up a massive Frege up there as well. But uh, Jared, great to have you back. Thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you back and uh, be back on the show. Thank you. It's been fun. And Colin, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we can. Talk more soon. We'll, we'll, we'll check out the big air together. <laughs> Jennifer Garner. Um, <laughs> yes. They should have the Jennifer Garner big air, like proudly sponsored by Jennifer Garner, giving you a, <laughs> a birthday cake at the end. <laughs> I'm There's Je- the next Olympic event. I'm Jennifer Garner. I mean, she'll LA 2028. She'll be involved. Oh, you know? she's got to be there. She'll, she'll be like, when they release the mascot, it's going to be Jennifer Garner. Yes, there's the mascot I'll get behind We are proud to announce the mascot of the 2028 (laughs) Olympics Jennifer Garner (laughs) Hi, I'm Jennifer Garner And I support the (laughs) That would be fun Who wouldn't want that? Who doesn't like You're a Jennifer Garner fanboy, aren't you, Jared? 100% Who who doesn't like Jennifer? I mean, of all the famous Jennifers She's easily the best No disrespect I mean, I love Jennifer Lopez Jennifer Anderson, great But I mean, Jennifer Garner Never done a thing wrong and, and she would she would completely own getting stuck indoors. Yeah. <laughs> like she'll go out of her way to do it, and she'll make it work. Hi, I'm Jennifer Garner, and I'm stuck in the door. Oh, oh, why is this door so narrow? Oh. <laughs> Try to do a skate in the middle of it, falls over on her back. Lol. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Garner. Oh, there we go. Anyway, uh, we're wrapping this up. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will speak to you next time. Go left, Birmingham Bull, and... Hi, I'm Jennifer Garner. Good night. When the stars make you drool just like pasta fuzzle, that's amore. That's amore. When you dance down the street with the cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know... You're not dreaming, senor. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli, that's a